Before this week's episode starts, I wanted to come on here and um, let you know that this week's episode will contain a little mature content, um, no young ears. And also, I wanted to just let you know that you can support us. We have our listener support, and um, there's a link in our episode details. And also, um, you have a few more, like two more weeks, I think, for the RKR Global Training Registration. Um, I just wanted to go ahead and get this in here super fast because we um, have a little bit of a longer episode today. So, hope you enjoy. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of Breaking Apostolic Taboo, and we're really excited for this week. Oh my gosh, we are so excited for this week. Um, We are ready for this topic, um, and in order to really help us dive into this topic, uh, we actually have our very first guest. Hey, Anna, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, everybody. Uh, first of all, I just want to say, oh, my name is Hannah, Hannah Martinez, and I just wanted to say thank you guys so much for allowing me to be on this podcast. I feel very excited and very honored. I love what you guys are doing. This is, it's so much, it's so needed to talk about tough, tough topics. Like, it's so needed. So, I just want to say thank you guys for doing that. And I don't know if you guys, do you want me to do like just like a little bio kind of yeah, a thing? Yeah, do whatever yeah, you want. Sorry. You can go right ahead. All right. So, um, my name is Hannah. I just recently turned 30. <laughs> Crushes me to say it. It's fine. And uh, I am married to the love of my life, Augustine. And we have two beautiful little girls, Fallon and Robin. And uh, that's pretty much the biggest things you need to know about me. I am a wife, a mom. Uh, I also, I, I'm a co-host of a podcast, Besties for the Resties. Our favorite uh, I'm podcast. trying to think. <laughs> oh my gosh, y'all are so sweet. So very sweet. We're rough. I'm like, we're just trying to figure it out and we're loving it just i think we reference y'all almost every other episode sometimes oh um we're always oh like gosh. oh let's just uh throw this in there you know <laughs> so, <laughs> y'all are so kind thank you guys we we love doing it but so i uh, uh we have that podcast doesn't mean can you're like we're just the dream is to get paid to talk to each other one day like maybe eventually we'll get to that place probably not because it's an apostolic podcast so we're probably going to make like ten dollars but it's fine <laughs> for real, for real. it's for the lord above all else yeah that's why we get together and talk every week yeah but uh i am a podcast host and that's pretty much the biggest thing i just moved back to to my uh my hometown in texas which i'm loving and that's pretty much the, the majors about me at the moment Oh, well, that's so exciting. Um, I think we're just going to dive into this. For those um, that didn't hear our last episode, this episode, we're really going to dive into pretty much the ups and downs of marriage. Um, I know that we talked about singleness in our last episode, and um, I know that we definitely, definitely portrayed, you know, if you do get into a marriage, there are some things that, you know, you do have to do and just watch out for, I guess, um, what I really want to know, though, is, like, uh, I've also heard that, Hannah, you and Augustine have, like, such a, uh, a unique story, and um, what what is you and your spouse's story, if you don't mind sharing that? No, actually, love sharing our testimony, uh, our testimony, our story. It, it really is a testimony, though. Yeah. Uh, so, another, another thing about me is, um, 
for three years, I was actually an AIMER, which is an associate in missions, just kind of like an assistant to a missionary in uh, Okinawa, Japan, to Brother Edward Hosmer and his family. And that's actually where I met my husband. So at the time, I was training to get my minister's license. So I had to preach, like they were rushing my minister's license. They were like, okay, she has to have this certain amount of preaching time in. So, uh, sorry if I'm doing the long version of this, I apologize. But um, basically (laughs) I had to, I had to have like so many hours of preaching. So brother Hosmer had me preaching like every single service. I preached like a Friday night, a Sunday morning. I preached at a preaching point. And then usually I did like, I counted time at a Bible study as well. So I was like constantly speaking. It was a wild time. And I actually, I had to preach Easter. And it was really funny because I like begged, I was like, Brother Hosmer, please, it's Easter. Like this feels, that's just too big of, you know, like it's just too big of a service yeah. for me. Like, huh, I don't want to do this. And he was like, well, you got to get the hours in. So I don't know what to tell you. He just was like really all about like pushing you forward. Like you're never going to be ready. You just got to do it. So um, actually at that very service uh, is the first time my husband came to an apostolic church. So it's kind of funny like usually it's like the man is the preacher and it's her first time in church but I was the preacher and it was his very first service it was really neat because uh we were like getting ready to get pre-service prayer and he walked in and me and my friend Dorothy I like tapped her I was like oh my word Dorothy like that man is fine like look (laughs) at him like he is he is so fine and she was laughing she was like girl he is fine like he is so good looking and so we were just kind of joking about that and then I was like I've got to get my head in the game. Like I'm about to preach and I'm over here, like looking at the Lord's creation. You know what I mean? Like I am not <laughs> got to get in the right headspace. So then I went and like prayed in the prayer room, got myself all right, you know? Yeah. And, uh, then, then I preached and it was really crazy because I did, I noticed him when I was preaching and not like in a, not like an, Oh, he's, he's good looking way. It was like a, when you look at someone and you know, they really need Jesus. And my heart just went out to him because he had like the saddest eyes I've ever seen. My husband has like these really big, beautiful brown eyes, not to be like, oh, he's so handsome, but he is. But his eyes just had this like sadness to them. At altar call, I just felt this burden for him. And I just was praying for him. Like, God, really show him who you are. Like, he needs to know about you. You died for him. So we had church, whatever. And afterwards, we all would like go up and we would we would go up and introduce ourselves to everybody and like try and find out where they were like because it was like a military it was like partial military and like local Japanese ministry it was an English and Japanese church mm-hmm. and so we would go up and like ask the people in the military like you know like what base are you on let's set you up with a bible study you know just to kind of like get them go into a bible study and get them saved and uh so I really kind of avoided going up to him because I did think he was really handsome I was like I'm not even gonna go up to him I don't want to give off the wrong impression you know like I don't want to do that well then Mm -hmm. it kind of came down to it and it was like nobody was nobody was going up and saying hello to him like he was just kind of sitting there looking around and I really started to kind of feel bad I was like man like no one is even like no one has introduced themselves to him or said you know what I mean like made him feel welcome and so I was kind of like man I was like Dorothy I was like go up and say hi to him Afterwards, I had, um, like, I was, like, looking, no one was going up to him, and I was kind of starting to feel bad. I was like, man, no one is even shaking his hand or saying hello to him. So I told Dorothy, I was like, go up there and say hi to him. And she's like, no, girl, you do it. And I was just like, what? Like, no, you do it. And she's like, if you feel like he needs to be 
welcome. You're going to do it. Like, maybe God is wanting you to do it kind of a thing. She just was like, I'm not going. You can. So I walked up to him, introduced myself. And immediately, like, you know, you feel that, like, spark. I don't feel I, I hadn't really, like, I hadn't felt it with a couple people. Like, you know, kind of like, oh, this person's cute. But, like, really, like, it just, there was something there, you know? Yeah. And uh, I was like, hi, my name is Hannah. What's your name? And he, he introduced me. He said, oh, my name is Augustine. And I was like, well, it's so nice to meet you. And so, you know, I was just like, well, where are you from? And he was like, oh, I'm from Texas. And I was like, that's crazy. Me too. Wow. And so I was like, well, what part? And he said, well, I'm from, like, the Houston area. And I was like, that's really crazy. Me too. Where from? And then he's like, well, I'm from New Caney. And I was like, well, I'm from a town called Badson. I was like, it's kind of like close to living because he'd asked me to. And so then we found out like we were only like 30 minutes apart from each other. So we were just both like, huh, what a small, what a small world. And you know, like the girl that's grown up watching rom-coms, I'm like, don't you do it. Don't you do this to yourself. Like, this means nothing. It means nothing, Hannah. And so I'm like, oh, I was like, well, that's so cool. And so then I was like, well, I was like, you know, I just want to let you know, we have Bible studies all over. If you're interested, if you want to go to a Bible study. And I was like, so I was like, if you're, if you're interested, you could definitely come. And I was like, so what, what base are you on? He's like, well, I'm actually on Camp Foster. And in my heart, I was like, no, because I ran the Bible study at Camp Foster. Like that was my, that was like the base that I ran my Bible study at. And I was like, well, I was like, we do have a Bible study at Camp Foster. And in my mind, I was like panicking, like, oh, this cannot happen. Oh, like, this is so bad. So I went up to Brother Hosmer after church. And I was like, Brother Hosmer, I was like, I really think you ought to switch me to another base. Like, I just, I, I could do Camp Hanson. I could do Kadena. Just like, maybe, maybe Camp Foster is not the one for me. And he was like, Hannah, he was like, you're not switching your Bible study. Like, God has placed you there for a reason. That's your Bible study. So I was like, okay. Well, anyway, so that same day, we had like an Easter potluck. And I was like, well, it was really nice to meet you. And I was like, uh, if we have a potluck upstairs if you're interested. He said, well, actually, I came with Brother Jermaine. So I'm going to go. And what's on the flip side of that, what I didn't know is Brother Jermaine was the host of the about like his, him and his wife, Sister Irene. They were the host family that like I came to their house and we like had the Bible study every week. And he had multiple times, he's like, Sister Hannah, he's like, I just can't understand it that you are not married. He was like, this just kills me. And he'd be like, would you date a Marine if I found you a Marine? And I was like, well, if he loved God, I would. If he was apostolic, I would. But otherwise, no, I would not date a Marine. So he had been looking, he'd been like (laughs) looking through guys trying to find a genuinely good guy for me. Because it just killed him. (laughs) So he, he found Augustine. And invited, invited him to church. Well, at the same time, Augustine, he, he'd not been raised in church. And he, he'd been kind of partying that, that Saturday night, like before Easter. And he was like, God, like, if you are really real, like, I want you to show yourself to me. Like, you know, I want to find someone to love. Like, I want to get married. I don't want to be alone. Like, if you would just help me to find the one, I would, I would seek for you. And uh, because my little Mexican hubs, he's just romantic at heart. You know, he just wanted to wanted to fall in love so that very next morning brother Jermaine said hey do you want to come to church with me and he was like wow you answered quick and he's like yeah sure <laughs> so on the flip side of it he was like who is this girl like because you know it's so funny like I can tell he kind of liked me too you know yeah, what I mean like that's yeah. why I was so worried when I switched the bible study and it's like he was putting out some strong vibes because I can tell you right now I'm like, I I never, I'm like, I don't think they like me. But like him, it was like, okay, this is like very obvious. Like the whole Mm -hmm. church was like, 
Hannah, he really, he thought you were cute, huh? And I was just like, yeah, maybe he did. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so that night, like I went to this event, my friend Dorothy was singing and Brother Jermaine was like, hey, uh, Augustine really, he thought you were really beautiful and he wants to add you on Facebook. Are you okay with that? And I was like, yeah, who cares? And he was like, no, like he likes you. Are you okay with that? And I was like, no, he doesn't like me, but okay, sure. Well, he didn't really ever like, like we didn't really message on Facebook or anything, but he, like I did add him on Facebook and he had nothing to see. It was so pitiful. He didn't have any kind of a social media presence at all. It was killer. I was like, oh, whatever. Well, he ends up coming to Bible study. He get, he got deployed for a month. He went to like, he went to uh, Vietnam and while he was in Vietnam, like I used to write this blog and like right after I met him, I just, I wrote this thing about when in my heart, because I guess maybe because he was like I was thinking about him and stuff not that I was like writing it for him but I was just kind of writing about like really like if you want to love someone like me it's not easy kind of a thing you know because we all think we're so hard to love I know I did and so I wrote this blog and I really you know you can see who reads your stuff and where it's being read at and I realized I was like he has read that like he read that like he read that in Vietnam and I was like oh my gosh like that's so that's so crazy and like he ended up reading all of my stuff so you know as a writer very romantic for someone to (laughs) take time to read your work anyway so he ends up coming to Camp Foster he tries to date me and I'm like look you know like he kind of like asked me out and I was like look you're really nice I really like you know like I really do think you're really cute I was like but you, you know like I don't really know if you know the Lord like like, maybe not. Well, I kind of told Brother brother Hosmer, I was like, this guy likes me. Are you sure you don't want me to not be at this, you know, like, at this location? He was like, Hannah, like, I think you're mature enough to handle this. And I was like, okay, okay, fine. So he ends up, he asked me out again. And I'm like, okay, well, we can go out. I was like, as long as you're cool with, like, a group setting. Like, it's not going to just be me and you. So it ended up being, like, five of us. We went to this big Japanese mall. And, you know, like, after that, we started talking and messaging every day. And... I really, I really was very, like, I, I really, he was such a good man. He didn't have the Holy Ghost. And it's so funny because, like, my whole life, I was like, I will never marry a man who is not established in church and established in the ministry. <laughs> so, like, if you have nevers, just know God's going to make you eat them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, I really liked him so much. And I was, like, really praying about it, really trying. And Brother Hosmer came up to me, like, after probably a month or two of us kind of talking, which we weren't, like, serious. We only went out a few times, like, in group settings. It was never, like, by ourselves or anything, like, nothing one-on-one. And he was like, Hannah, you know, I see him coming. And he said, but I just see him looking at you. I don't see him at all seeking God. And he was like, I think he just is interested in you, and he wants nothing to do with church. And he was like, I really think you need to end this. And it was brutal. It was brutal. Like my heart, I was just like, okay, (laughs) sure. So, um, I really wrestled with it though. I wish I could say like right then and there, I was like, I'm going to end it. I'm so mature. Like I love God so much. I know, you know, like my pastor knows what's best. I'm going to listen right away, which I didn't like prolong it. But like I went to, cause it was like right before prayer meeting. And in this, like it was a church service, not a prayer meeting. And I really like, I was broken before God. And I was like, well, you know what? I was like, maybe I'll just pursue this. I'll just, you know what I mean? Like maybe I will like, maybe he could just love me even if he doesn't love you. And he was like, well, then do you really love him? if you're willing to let him go to hell. Ooh, he's yeah. like, because if you continue to do this your way, he's never going to be saved. Yeah. And it just broke me. Cause I really knew like, I've really got to end this. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, 
I called him that night. He was like, he goes like, he was like, hey, is everything okay? Like, you seemed off tonight. And I was like, look, I was like, I hate to do this to you. I was like, but I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to end this. Like, I just don't think this can go anywhere. I don't think we can keep talking. <clears throat> and he was very kind. He went ugly. He just said, like, he was like, oorah, like, good to know. Like, he literally said, oorah. And I was like, oorah, what does that even mean? Like, what? <laughs> so I was just kind of like, okay. I hung up. I was shattered. And there were some uh, military guys there who were missionaries now. Like, they were Marines who had become missionaries as well. And I was like, all he's doing was raw. Like, who raw? What's that even mean? And they were like, well, Hannah, they were like, actually, that's kind of good. They were like, he said, that's kind of like a fight through the pain sort of a thing. He was like, so, like, he may not have said much that means anything to you. But, like, for him, he was really, like, he probably is hurt and is just trying to be cool about it. So, the very next service. He did not show up. He, it was like a Sunday, and he did not come to church. And Brother Hosmer was like, I told you. Like, he was not here for God. He was here for you. And I was like, yeah, you're right. And then I went to the bathroom and cried. I was just like, oh, like, this is so sad. Well, then, that next time at Bible study, like, we had Bible study the next week, and he showed up, and he was there, and he didn't talk to me. He didn't look at me, which just killed me, you know, like, because... Mm. When you like you like some like when you like someone and like even if you do the breaking up it's still hard you know like your hearts are right. kind of tethered so for weeks he just kept coming to Bible saying never talked to me never looked at me and it was killer because the man is fine and there would be single girls that would come they'd be like so Augustine are you single are you seeing anyone and I just have to sit there like teach a Bible study and act like I didn't even care you know what I mean because it's not those yeah. girls fault they didn't know and he was like no I'm not seeing anyone but he would always be like I'm not interested thanks though like no interest like he would always and it was always like i'd be like huh, like not listening but i am trying to see like is he is, is he is he gonna go for it you know yeah months and he had been having one-on-one bible studies with other people in the church and he really kind of started to see it for himself and then after bible study one night like he had just turned down this other girl this girl dolores was like hey like you're fine like are you single and he was like He's like, no, he's like, uh, he's like, I kind of like someone. And like, I just, like, I looked over real fast and I tried to look back. I was like, don't even, you know, like, don't even think about it. And so I left and went to the bathroom because I was just like, oh, I got to get out of here. Like, this is just killer. And he grabbed my notebook and he wrote me this beautiful letter. Like, it just, every time I think about it, and he has beautiful penmanship, like Mr. Darcy penmanship. It's just uh, <laughs> absolutely beautiful penmanship. And he wrote me this beautiful letter and he said, you're like this beautiful golden compass who is pointing me towards God. And he was like, and I just want to say thank you for that. And I would really like another chance with you. And I kind of wrote like, well, first of all, I read it and was like trying not to like weep in front of all these people. I was just like, oh my gosh. And I was like, I don't know if we can really talk or anything. I was like, but we can write letters. Like, how about that? We can write letters, especially after I saw that penmanship. I was like, I want a couple letters from you. (laughs) And so he wrote me a letter. And it was really funny because I wrote him a letter and then he texted me on messenger. He's like, Hey, he's like, look, he was like, I don't mean to hurt your feelings. And he was like, but I really could not read your letter because of your handwriting. He was Sounds like, like me. Yeah. He was like, he was like, would you mind just messaging me your letter? Like just type it up for me, which I like screen because I do. I have like serial killer scratch. Like it's just terrible. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So he wrote me these beautiful letters that I have all saved. And then I gave him like, what do you call it? I gave, I gave him messenger notes, which he saved too, just on his phone. So, 
we started talking that way and then it ended up brother Hosmer was like okay he's like I see he's serious about God now like he got baptized and he was like I feel okay with this like you guys can move forward so we ended up I, I was going home for the first time in like a long time like it, I, had, I hadn't been home in a year and a half and so I was going home for Thanksgiving and Christmas and uh, he kept asking me to marry him he'd asked me to marry him like probably four times already and I was like no you don't have the Holy Ghost like I'm not going to marry you if you don't have the Holy Ghost like yeah you've been baptized I know you believe it but like you're not even fully set yet you know what I mean yeah. like you're not even completely there and I'm not going to be unequally yoked yeah. and so I had told him no well, then I went home for Christmas, and he was still there, and I was really I was really praying. And on the plane ride home, I was like, God, like, if he is really for me, I was like, let him get the Holy Ghost while I'm gone. Like, that will be my sign that you, like, that you're giving your, your okay in this. You know what I mean? And I was like, but if he doesn't, I was like, if he doesn't get the Holy Ghost, I promise you, I will come back. I will end it with him, and I will be done for real. Like, I will really be done. And so, I got home the week of Thanksgiving. I'm so sorry if this is going long, you guys. No, you're no, great. But, uh, you're me cry over here. I got home the week of Thanksgiving, and uh, I didn't hear from him at all. So I was like, "Man, what is going on?" Like, because normally we were constantly in contact, you know, that that love, like that puppy love stage. And uh, anyway, so Thanksgiving came and went, and it, it's a day ahead there. And he he called me on Thanksgiving night. And he was like, we were FaceTiming, and he was like, hey, he's like, I'm so sorry. He was like, I know I haven't been talking to you much, he said, but he was like, Brother Hosmer preached at the Bible study since you're gone, and he was talking about getting alone with God. And he was like, so I've just been isolating myself and really talking to God. And he was like, I really want the Holy Ghost. And he, like, kind of started to cry. And if you know my husband at all, he is, like, so stoic. He does not mm -hmm. have very much emotion, hardly ever. And I started to cry, and I was like, well, if you want the Holy Ghost, you're going to get the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of started telling him, like, you know, this is a promise. It's in his word. Like, you're going to get it. And that night, they had prayer meeting. So we hung up after talking on the phone for a long time. I prayed about it. And then when I woke up the next morning, it was so funny because we had, like, non, like, my friends, my mom and dad's friends who are not, they were not saved. They're not in church. They were at the table, and I come in, like, I, I come into the living room, and I'm checking my phone, and my phone is, like, blowing up, and it has all these notifications, and I open my Snapchat, and there is a video of him receiving the Holy Ghost. Oh, I would have been mad. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, I literally just straight up go to speak in tongues and cry, and, like, I'm, like, because I literally know, like, I'm going to marry this man. Like, God answered this in, like, less than a week. Like, I'm marrying yeah. this man. So I literally, like, I tell my mom, and she's, like, sorry, you know. <laughs> she's just very excited. He's got, you know, he's been saved. And they're, like, yeah, 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 that's cool, I guess. And so they're, like, looking at me like I'm nuts. I run over. I tell my granny because my granny has been praying about it with me since that woman talks to the Lord. Mm -hmm. My mom does, too, but, like, she had company. You know what I mean? So I go with someone who was, like, I could, like, jump with Berman at the moment. So... We ended up, that night, we ended up talking. I'm like, okay, well, if you ask me this time, I'll say yes. And he was like, wait, what? Are you serious? He's like, you're going to say yes this time? And I was like, ask me again, and I'm going to say yes. And so then he asked me, he's like, well, I'm asking you right now over the phone. Like, are, will you marry me? And I was like, well, don't you want to do romantic? And he's like, no. He's like, I want to know right now. Are you going to marry me? And so I was like, yes, I'll marry you. Oh. So we ended up, we came back. Uh, I came back to Japan after, like, after Christmas time. Like, I came back, like, at New Year's. We were engaged in Japan for six months, and 
it was really awesome because he was like really grown in the faith, grown in the Lord. He was so hungry for God. Like it's just so beautiful to watch someone fall in love with Jesus when you're in love with them. Like it's a beautiful thing to see like the two most important people in your life falling in love too. You know what I mean? If that makes sense, like getting to see his relationship with God grow was so beautiful. And, uh, then we came home, we came home in June of that year and literally we met each other's families and we walked down the aisle and got married and it'll be five years this June, June 17th. So it's coming up. Wow. Yeah. It's like almost at year five. Still crazy. I remember thinking like five years is like into it. Like, I mean, it's not a ton, but like you're like set in it, you know? Yeah. Me and Taylor have been married for five years. So, oh wow! I feel that. <laughs> I can remember like because I remember we got married in the same year. I remember that like yeah. like oh they're married too. Yeah, I feel like I it happens was... like it'll be like a ton of people get married and engaged at the same time oh, or yeah. have babies, whatever it is. For real, have babies. This Mother's Day, I saw so many announcements and I was like, oh my word, okay, <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> enough, <laughs> not me. <laughs> But um, I guess, you know, this uh, moves on. Uh, We actually had someone ask us this question on our Instagram page, which is uh, when were you uh, when you were single? Did you ever feel like you would never find the one? I know for me, like I I was married so young, so I didn't really get that opportunity to like think that thought. But uh, you may have had a different experience. Oh, 1,000%. Well, first of all, in Pentecost, if you're 16 and not engaged, you're yeah. an old maid. Yep. Yeah. So, for sure. Uh, I, I survived Bible college and left it single. Like, whenever I went to Bible college, everyone gave me a, like, someone literally gave me a hunting cap. They were like, find you a man. And it was like, <laughs> joke on you, I'm going for the Lord. And I proved them right. I, I left single, which I was a little sad about. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think like, everyone does, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, it was very hard. I definitely, I struggled. And God did speak to me things about my spouse. And one thing I can say specifically is I had been praying about it. And I was about to graduate Bible college. And I was like, God, what is the deal? I was like, I don't understand. Like, you know, like, I am living the truth. Like, I know my calling. You know, I I would make a good wife. I've got my stuff together. Like, I'm about to head on the mission field. And I feel so alone. Like, do you have someone for me? And God spoke to me so clearly. And he said, you're ready. And he's not. Yeah, and like it just it just shut it down so fast and really at that time me and Augustine talked about that he was literally in boot camp so he was in no way shape ready ready for me in any way you know what I mean or yeah. for God so for sure. it's just really interesting uh, I had I can go I can go into so many details just about like the testimony of meeting Augustine I feel bad to keep going on about that but really it, it's crazy how God did that like in Japan, it was really hard. If I'm saying too much, you can cut me out, shut me off, whatever yeah, you're you do. Good. You're good. But um, whenever I was in Japan, I was, you know, obviously a missionary assistant, and it was a very lonely time in my life. I was always with people, but you can be surrounded by people and be totally alone. Mm-hmm. And right before I left, I knew God spoke into my spirit. You're about to really be alone. He really told me that. He's like, you're about to really walk close with me and be alone. And it was so, it was frightening to me. That was a message that was preached at uh, NAYC. And I really, it was like, I knew that was coming for me, you know? Mm -hmm. And during that time I was, and it was, it was really hard because when you're in like full-time ministry, people can be so mean and people, especially like if they are new converts or sinners, they don't mean to be mean, but they are because they're lashing out about truth. Like they're learning about truth. And sometimes it can make it really hard for them, you know? So they'll, 
they can lash out at people. And, you know, a lot of times ministry is the punching bag for that. Yeah. And I remember being so just someone had, had said a lot of harsh things to me. And then a person that was friends with this person came up and grabbed at me again because I had been telling them the Bible study about how you need to have the Holy Ghost. It's essential. And she was like, well, you're telling me like my whole family is going to hell. Is that what you're telling me? And I was like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, if you know this, it's required of you for sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not about to tell you. Like, God is the judge. But she got so mad at me. was like, you're telling me my family is going to hell. You're a horrible person. Like, And I'm like one of those people, like, you can look at me the wrong way and I could tear up. You know what I mean? Like, I was yeah. sensitive to any. So I was just like, I was so hurt. You know, I, I felt so bad. And then for someone to come up, another young person who didn't really know, like, when I say young person, they were like my age. And they kind of, like, backed them up, like, how dare you say that to them? I can remember I went back to my room that night, and I just, like, I like I had my fan on, and I just was crying and weeping before the Lord. And I was like, God, like, I just want someone who will protect me and defend me whenever people are just kind of being harsh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's, that's all I'm longing for. I was like, do you even have anyone for me? Like, do you have anyone for me? And uh, I, the Lord was like, he, he's here. He's close. Yeah. And I was just like, whatever. Like, I was so mad. You know, sometimes I'm I'm just, I talk with God like he's my friend. I was mad. It was like, oh, whatever. Like, I don't even know if you're being for real. And really, he had just gotten to the island. Like, he was five miles away when he said he's here. Like, he was not lying to me. God knows he sees the big picture. He really was there. It just was not his time yet. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll, I'm going to share one more thing. I'm so sorry if this is annoying. <laughs> no, you're but, good. Um, really, like. I had been praying about my spouse for forever, you know, like probably since I was like 16, really. Like when I really got in church, I really knew if I ever wanted to get married, I wanted them to be someone who loved God and not just me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we did this like picture thing. And, uh, like we had like a, a youth Bible study and my friend Dorothy, she was kind of like the, the youth leader at the time or, and I was helping her and she did this thing. Like they had done this mission at, at like, uh, the school of missions. They had done this faith exercise where everybody prayed and asked God to give them a picture. And then they put that picture together to see if it all lined up. And it did. Like, God gave each person something that all worked together. Kind of sounds crazy. It worked then, and it worked for us that night, too. So it sounds kind of kooky. But anyway, so we were all praying, and she was like, I want you to just, whatever God lays on your heart, draw it as best you can. So we all prayed, and I was like, okay. And God immediately, he said, this picture is for the group. He said, but this picture is also for you. And God gave me this picture so clearly of a lady in a big, like a poofy wedding dress. And in the distance was a man in a military uniform, which I now know was like a Marine uniform. And he said, I'm coming soon. And I was just like, God, that's so, like in my heart, I was like, that's so cruel to give me that. Because you know how much, like I want to get married and I want to find somebody. Mm -hmm. And that was in February. And I met him in April. So he was not joking when he said, I'm coming to him. Like, really, God gave me, like, this little, like, Easter egg almost. Yeah. Of it almost being. And I know that sounds so crazy. Maybe that sounds weird. But, like, it really, he was really serious. But, like, there were so many times, like, to get back to the question of you ever feel alone, there were so many times I was worried. Am I ever going to find someone? Is it ever going to happen for me? And the best thing I can tell you is just pray and keep waiting because, he will shut doors when it's wrong and he will open them when they're right. You know what I mean? Like, and if you will just step through the doors when he opens them and back up whenever he closes them and trust that, 
yeah. he is going to lead you to that. I don't think God is a cruel God that he would let you feel like you're going to find someone to not let you find someone, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think if singleness is a calling that's going to be on your life, you're going to know that and pursue it. Yeah. So, for sure. I just hope that encourages someone if they if they're thinking about it, like if they want to get married or longing for that, their heart longs for that. Yeah. Right. Um, I guess the, the definitely the next one that I really want to ask, because um, I know that y'all, uh, you were only engaged for like six months, you know, and stuff like that. Um, is there anything you wish you would have known before, before you got married? Uh, well, so I'm going to get kind of, I don't know. This is a this is a more mature podcast. I mean, you guys have yeah. talked about pornography and things like that. So yeah. obviously, this is people are not like tender eared. And I did okay this with my husband before I talked about it. I would say one thing as an apostolic person is I really was like clueless about sex. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And about about like what really goes into sex because like when like this world, our culture is consumed with sex. It's talked about all the time. We sell things with sex, like everything is music, everything, like billboards, everything is is like used to sell things with sex, really. Yeah, right. Not to say that word so many times. But I think for us, like as apostolics, like we are so like want to have sex. We like we like not all the time, but like sometimes, yeah. you know, like if you're with your friends, you'll like maybe that's terrible to admit that. But you know, everyone has done it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I can't wait to get married. Am I going to be a virgin forever? Like, yeah, we're all con- not consumed with it, but like worried about it and fascinated by it. But we really have like so little clue about it. Yeah, all we really know is like what Hollywood has said, and a lot of times our friends that have. They're just like, oh my gosh, yes. Like I know for me personally, my friends, they were like, it's so romantic. It doesn't hurt. It's so magical. Like it's just this beautiful thing. And I'm just going to be very real with you guys. Yeah. That for me personally, it was very painful and it was very awkward because it's just, it's a brand new thing. I'm not going to get into too many details, but like really it's a, if you think about it, it's like a, it's like exercise. It's you're stretching a muscle, not to be gross, but it's like, it is not. Yeah, and I was not prepared for how, like, yeah. awkward it was going to feel. And also, we're, like, taught sex is bad, sex is bad, and then all yes. of a sudden it's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, like, it's such a weird transition. Yeah. So I would just yeah. say, like, if you really are saving yourself, if you've never done anything, just mm-hmm. know, like, it's okay if it is awkward, if it is painful, you're going to, you'll figure it out. And that yeah. was what I was so thankful for because the, after our wedding night, I just felt like such a failure. I felt kind of like a loser because we, we were having trouble with it you know yeah and I remember I woke up and I was crying I was like I just feel so bad I was like I'm so sorry like you know like I have been waiting my whole life for this and he was like well don't worry he's like we're gonna figure this out that's just part of marriage and he was so sweet to me and patient with me yeah and I remember just being so thankful that I had married a man who was so like loving and patient about it and wasn't ugly to me about it or like mean about it you know what I mean yeah and I just would really encourage someone like you really like you think you know but you don't yeah, so like right. go into it with like low expectations and be surprised in a way because yeah. like it's a it's an act for overtime you know what I mean and I really think that's the beauty of it really is you're not supposed to know what you're doing it's supposed to be something that yeah. you grow into with your spouse because it really is something that's supposed to be for you and that one other person only you know what right, I mean right. yeah for sure yeah I know for me uh 
like, I'll just tell a personal story since, you know, I'm married. I can talk about it, too. Like, um, for me and Taylor, I, I had... I had done a lot of stuff before marriage. I wasn't at a virgin, so to speak, but I had done so much before I got married. And on our wedding night, I sat there and cried. I bawled my eyes out for probably an hour and a half to two hours. And he just sat there and like held me and he cried with me. And I was like, I'm so sorry. You know, and from someone that didn't, you know, necessarily save themselves for marriage, like, Trust me, it's worth it to save yourself, but the church needs to do better about educating people. That's something we just, we've all got to work on in general, too, because we didn't, I think our parents didn't really know how to talk about it, and so I think it, you know, we're getting further with it all, but um, our next question is, um, when you were engaged, did anyone ever say anything that hurt you? Oh my goodness, yes. (laughs) Yes. Because of our situation, because it was very backwards. Like, uh, I remember my friend joked me. She was like, I would say at year five, if you're still married, he's still in church, people will think maybe that wasn't such a bad idea. And she wasn't saying it to be ugly. She was being like dead honest, which that really wasn't what hurt me. But it was, yeah, people said a lot of hurtful stuff. There were people who didn't come to my wedding because they thought that we were making a big mistake. They were like, you're marrying someone because you're desperate like this is not really god's will like you're gonna people are gonna be lost because you're marrying out of the will of god i mean like people will just really yeah we didn't know they weren't praying about it it wasn't them you know and and a lot of times people had the best of intentions they really were genuinely concerned that i was marrying a new convert you know because it is it's it's different it's not the normal order of things yeah you always have to convert Yeah, it It does work sometimes. I always joke it's a family ministry because my mom did it, my aunt did it, my (laughs) not my mom, my dad. My dad flirted to convert my mom. Like my aunt did it. Like there's been so many instances of that. I'm like, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but (laughs) it it does happen on occasion. And I think because I was so, I was like, I remember I told my mom, I was like, I will never marry a newcomer. That is so like, I would never marry someone who is fresh in the church. And my mom was like, Well, Hannah. You know, like, you wouldn't be here right now if that didn't happen. You know what I mean? She's like, because of your dad, like, that's the reason why I'm in church. Yeah. Right. So, it really did kind of humble me. But, but yeah, people people say hurtful things. And a lot of times, it can come from a root of jealousy. Or sometimes, it really is coming out of a place of love, and they just don't know how to say it right. Yeah. So, I would say, if maybe your friend is in a position, and they're with someone, maybe it isn't right. Or maybe it is, and you just don't like them. Like, the best thing that you can do is pray about it and be there for them. Because... If they really, if it isn't good and it's not right, they will have doubts and they will open up to you about that. Or you can be pleasantly surprised and see your friend flourish in a marriage, yeah. you know? And I think a lot of times it's just worry and fear because you're, you think you're going to lose that person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I know a lot of that for the people that did say stuff, it was like they were very concerned that they were going to lose me or that I would lose myself in the process of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that definitely happened for sure. Yeah. Um. What what do you think would be the uh, the hardest thing you learned in your relationship with Augustine? Hmm. I'm trying to think. Probably like how to like talk about money. Oh, for <laughs> I sure. can remember we did counseling and we had like a little a little section on it and we really did we had hard topics and it was so funny because it was like how do you think money should be spent and we had to like do these questions by ourselves and then answer together and we couldn't change the answer 
And he was like, well, I think it should be tithes and offerings and bills and then, you know, necessities. He's like, that's like the three things. Yeah. I and my young self was like, oh, like clothes and shoes, craft stuff. Like, I just like stuff I like to buy. And when he said that, I was like, can I just go change my answer real quick? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. It was, that was like such a, like such a glimpse to our future. Plus I was a missionary. So I really, I didn't have money to buy clothes or shoes or nothing. Like I remember when we got married, I had $10 in my savings account, $10. You know what I mean? Like, it was just told, like, he is a saver to the max and I'm a spender. So I think probably our biggest thing has been meeting in the middle about money. Like, that has been, like, our biggest thing is learning, like, it's not a me against him or him against me. It's like we are working in this together to, like, run our household well. And I would say we've come a long way. There's still work to do. But, like, we've gotten so much better from where we were. Like, I've learned to save. And he has learned that, like, holidays deserve to have a little money thrown at them you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. he was like Scrooge McDuck like yeah hates to spend money so I feel like I feel like and I love be, to spend it that's definitely gonna be me and my husband I can yeah. already tell like because I'm 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 a spender for sure I love to spend money so I definitely had to no. probably get with somebody who's a little bit more frugal than yeah, I am yeah budgets make me cry and so I usually do the budget by myself and Taylor just watches me do it um because I will cry about like money stresses me out because we always stressed about money when I was a kid growing up so money I, I always am like I have to be in control of it he's like okay whatever because Taylor's just <laughs> chill he's like all right have fun you know if you need me just tell me and I'm like okay thank you <laughs> like he lets me have control of whatever I want I know the hardest thing for me to learn in my relationship honestly was um that I probably should have worked out my mental health issues before I got married. (laughs) That's another topic for another day, but I think that was the hardest thing for me to learn. Um, So uh, what was, uh, what has been some of your happiest moments in your marriage? Well, that's so hard. That's, sorry, I moved my feet. No, you're okay. (laughs) I like really was thinking about that. Like, cause it's, you know, like there's like the highlight reel moments, Mm -hmm. like, when our daughters were born like stuff like that like we went to the ball like that picture that y'all are using like there's like big moments like that we got to go to this like Astros game my dad got us these crazy tickets like Mm -hmm. he kind of has like a like people give him like gifts and we got to go to like the fancy box where like other athletes go and watch the the game Mm-hmm. It was just crazy. Like, literally when we got there, the lady was like, so how did you get these tickets? Because obviously you could not acquire them yourself. <laughs> we were like, oh, like that. My dad had them. It was so funny. Like, those were, like, fun moments. Mm-hmm. But I would say really a lot of the best moments of our marriage are just, like, when we steal a moment and get to go have a date now and then. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or whenever we just, like, go and, like, get a bunch of takeout and, like, sit down and watch something together. Like, I know that sounds like really basic but Mm -hmm. those are some of the best moments of us just like driving in the car picking on each other listening to music and just talking and hanging out like that really is the best or like when our girls like whenever we wake up in the morning like when the girls are in bed with us and we're just like laughing and playing with the girls and like looking at each other like wow this is really we're working towards something this is our family those are like the happiest moments i would say for me yeah personally yeah um kind of like to to counter that how do you how do you get through the hard times together for sure prayer that's what i when me and augustine were going through he's like oh we pray about it no doubt 
Mm-hmm. And I would say that is 100% accurate for us because, you know, like there are times whenever it's really hard. And I would say open, honest communication and prayer. Like we will really like communicate where we're at in a loving way. I think that's something we've had to learn a long way. Like he is very calm, very patient. He's never raised his voice at me at all, ever in our mm-hmm. marriage. Like in five years, he's never yelled at me. I wouldn't know what to do if he did. Like in me, I'm like a rage ball. Like I have to work so hard not to raise my voice. But he really has taught me a lot about that. So, like, if we are having conflict, like, usually we pray about it, and then we do it. Or if we're fighting, we'll stop and pray. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or if it is a hard situation, that is the first thing we do is we go to the throne about it. Because a lot of times stuff is bigger than just us, and we have to get our, like, our egos out of the way and yeah. ourselves out of the way to really, like, fix something together. Yeah. Like, God really has to be the glue in a relationship. Yeah. I don't know how people stay married without God sometimes you know what I mean because it would be really hard whenever it gets really hard because marriage can be very hard sometimes yeah it really can be so um where do you see your future going like is there a plan or an idea do you see yourself maybe going back on missions like what's the plan I think you may be muted by the way Sorry, I am while you're not. I just, I, I breathe heavy. <laughs> you're good. I, I just turn my mic off uh, while the questions are going on. Usually my dog, no, like, uh, uh, barks and stuff. She, but, you know, she's not here because we're in the hotel, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't have a super long-term plan. Like, our biggest plan really is um, we're currently trying to possibly buy a house. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a plan is to to buy our house have some more babies we definitely want to have a big family like Mm -hmm. that's that's in our plans and uh to really get involved in our local church like we really love our church and to just be involved in ministry that's our biggest we would love maybe eventually I know me and him have talked about maybe after he retires to go back on missions but currently we don't have any plans to go back on the mission field which is a little heartbreaking but I do know like for where God wants us to be because mm-hmm. it's it, like we left very prayerfully and we do still pray about it. We definitely support missions and pray for missionaries, especially cause I really know like, especially yeah. not that he doesn't, but like I really, really have lived it. I know it, it is hard, lonely, thankless work, mm-hmm. but, um, at the moment, no, we don't have any plans to go back on the mission field. Yeah. But we have talked about maybe when he retires, we, we could get to that point, but right now it's not on the field, but who knows? God has, whirlwind change stuff i feel like with us god just like in an instant will be like this is the new plan now and go with it so i'm never gonna say never that that's never gonna happen so we'll just see what god has for us you just never know i know missions work sometimes as hard with young kids so it's probably a good thing you know that that's not the plan right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah maybe not some crazy right now which i know it's done often and it, it can be done well i have friends right now who are raising kids yeah. And they are like, honestly, like little Japanese kids. So yeah. it can be done. It's just, it is hard work. Very hard mm-hmm. work. Right, right. Um, I guess really just to kind of end it, because that's pretty much all of our questions. Um, we would just, I think my main thing, especially since I am single, you know, that, and I do know that there's a lot more to marriage than, you know, what meets the eye is. Just, I would just like your thoughts, because you have been married for almost five years now, and that's, that's, in this day and age, it's really a long time, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of sad. <laughs> but, um, but just I just I really would like your thoughts on the ups and downs of marriage. Um, I would just say like 
marriage, I think the, the beautiful thing about marriage is that it is such a picture of Christ because you see the absolute best about a person and the absolute worst about a person. Like, really. Marriage is such an open, real, raw thing. And that's why I think God chose it because it does continually point you to Christ because you're seeing someone for who they are and over and over again continuing to choose to love. And it's a beautiful thing. Like, it's hard sometimes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the downs are a bummer. Mm-hmm. But usually they make the ups so much better. You know what I mean? Like you go through these, like you'll go through these seasons, like because sometimes it feels like, oh man, like we are killing this, like we are so good at this, we are the best married couple. And then like you'll hit an issue or life happens, like sometimes death in the family can happen or financial issues. Man, we've been through all kinds of craziness. And the I just would say like really keeping God at the center of it and having someone you really love and you really like makes all the difference. Because at the end of the day, whether we have you know a lot of money in the bank or we're like literally going to the dollar store to buy groceries, like the Dollar Tree, not the dollar store, the dollar store, the Dollar Tree can be a little, like the Dollar Tree is low budget, but the Dollar General can be a little bit high budget. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Those times, like having someone you really love and you really want to be with makes a big difference because it's just it's just about who you pick. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. Really make sure you like enjoy them because it's a long ride and it's worth it whenever you got someone good riding with you. You know what I mean? Like the good and the bad. And it really is. It's neat to watch someone grow. And that's what I think is cool is because like you may see the ugliest parts of someone, but you get to see them like learn and grow from that and do better. And me too. Because I mean, I'm not saying like it was all him. Because let me tell you, he's seen some real, (laughs) he's seen some real bad. And I would just say, like, maybe I would add this, like, about the ups and downs. Like, one thing I think, really, if you're single, learn now your happiness is not their responsibility. Like, you have to find your joy, your peace, your contentment from the Lord. And, like, the time with them is an overflow of that. Because if you look to them to, like, be your everything, to fix your problems, to heal your pain, like you're putting them in the place of a savior and that's not their job. Like that's God's job. So the best thing you can do is really like get yourself right with God and your relationship will be in a healthy, will be a healthy relationship if you are healthy with God, if that makes sense. Because if I, I know when we start to struggle, like a lot of times it is like I am putting him in a place that he never is supposed to be. You know what I mean? So I would just say like really love the person you marry and really really love God and have your your relationship with God right because that's going to help make your marriage be more beautiful in the hard times and in the good times. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope that like made sense together. But. Oh, yeah. definitely. Definitely. While we were doing this, uh, one more question just uh, kind of sprang to my mind. Um, I know that some, I've heard the, f- the phrase from people who divorce, you know, because I grew up in a broken home. Uh, they're saying, well, we just fell out of love. And I, I like personally think that love is a choice, but I know that I know that some marriages and some couples get in like a rut, I guess, of like the same old, same old. And I just wonder if have you ever experienced that? And if so, like, what are the things that you could do you think like brought you out of that and really like revitalize the marriage? Um, I would say 
I don't think I've ever like fallen out of love with Augustine, mm-hmm. but I also, we have not been married very long. I will say that they have been times when it wasn't like easy going, sweet and fun. Like we fought a lot. Like, especially I would say, um, there was a season right after our daughter was born, uh, Fallon was born. He, um, my husband went through a personal tragedy in his family and um his job like he was doing like his dad's former job sorry like his he lost his father and he like had all this responsibility put on him with his father's job plus his own job plus we had a newborn it was a very very stressful time Mm -hmm. and uh i would say really what kept us together in those times was god um really just praying like i know that sounds like i know everyone says that like prayer but really like for us that really was what kept us together because in the moments when I would come to him, because he's a rock, like he really is. He is my rock. I'm very, I'm emotional. Like he's always like, I can't believe, like even if he's hurting, he's always like the answer is to stay together because he also comes from a broken home and he is like, that is never going to be an option. You know what I mean? Like that is his. And whenever I get to feeling when I'm like, I feel so like, I feel so alone. I feel so like, unloved and forgotten in this time you know what I mean mm-hmm. really we would just pray together and he would pray over me and really pray over me and would like really like not to get like he would like be praying in the Holy Ghost over me mm-hmm. yeah it didn't happen like all the time I don't want to make it sound like we're the most like spiritual but there were a couple of times when he really would like I would be praying daily because it's like you have to remind yourself like just because you feel something doesn't mean that's the reality of it. Like the enemy will make you feel alone. He will make you feel like this is the case when really that is not at all what's going on. That's just lies that the enemy in your mind are telling you. And you have to like proclaim the truth over yourself and really like boldly speak it, if that makes sense. So I would say like what kept us going was really clear, open, honest communication and just being really patient with each other and allowing each other to be like raw and open and praying about it and just staying together and staying close, like even when it's hard. Yeah. So I hope that makes sense. It does. It does. But like, yeah, it really is. It's hard sometimes, but it's like, you just, I think that's just part of it is like, you just have to keep going. You know what I mean? It's like that. Mm-hmm. It's like a marathon. Sometimes it's awesome. Yeah. And sometimes you're really just, you're just limping through. But if you just keep going, like, there is good coming like that's just the thing is like life is a cycle like and that's true of even when you're not married like you're gonna have times when you're killing it in life and then there are times when you're like what am I doing like it's just yeah. instead of doing that by yourself you're doing that with us like you have a partner in that yeah so thank you so much for joining us this week I was when we had been talking about oh who do we want to have on who do we want you were the first person that me and her both said like oh we want Hannah on you and guys then when, are so kind when I realized like we were looking at our list I was like you know we could like the ups and downs of marriage because I know you and Augustine have such a unique story and I remember meeting Augustine when he came to TVC and he was you know meeting him and getting to know and I remember when you graduated from TBC, you probably didn't know me at the time, but I was like, I thought you were so cool. And so <laughs> I remember you, Hannah, you worked in the Excel office of TBC and like every single day I would see it. Yeah. I was like, this girl dresses like how I want to be dressed <laughs> every single day of my life. 
I'm like, mm-hmm. every single time I saw you, I was like, this girl, I looked, I was like looking up to her from a distance. Yeah. I was like, this chick is amazing. My mom absolutely so adored sweet. you because my mom worked in the music office and she adored you. Um, she was like, Your I love Your mom is a queen. She, she's, <laughs> yes, she, she definitely, we should have my mom on sometime. Yes. Because she's, you she's, need to have her she's on. got, she's going through, she's fixing to graduate or graduate with her master or her bachelor's degree and fixing to get her master's degree in counseling. So she's like, go she's off. going for it. I'm like, you go. But thank you so much. I, we really enjoyed this. Yes, thank you. You so had much. Alicia over here practically crying. So, yeah, like your first half was like, oh my God. Your first half, I'm like sitting here, I'm like kind of bawling. It's fine. It's okay. Yeah. So, thank you so much for joining us. We, we really enjoyed it. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Breaking Apostolic Taboo. Uh, we really hope you enjoyed it. I know that I think all three of us really had a good time. I know that I really did. And I'm sure Bailey oh, yeah. did as well. It was so informative. It was just, it was so good. Um, keep me crying on the bed every single time she just said something about it. Cause I do, you know, I do struggle with it sometimes, but I think we all did. Um, and you know, everybody's single struggle with it, but like yeah. she just, she just had some, some phenomenal, phenomenal Great information, yeah. you know, her testimony, her and Augustine's testimony was amazing. So, um, we really hope you enjoyed it. I know we had fun recording it. Yeah. Um, a little bit of struggle there, but you know, we made it. We made it. We're through. learning carbs because <laughs> we hadn't done this before. So. Yes, yes. So we we are really excited about that. So thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Um, my name is Alicia Krager. and I'm Bailey Romans, and, and let's, let's start, start talking. talking.